0: There, this is John from the FreeGiftFromGod.com podcast. I'm continuing to read the insights I found while seeking to understand what the Scriptures say the true Church of God should look like. All of this information comes from my free ebook titled "The True Church of God," and it can be downloaded freely at the FreeGiftFromGod.com website. So let me continue reading, and I hope you find something of value in the insights that the Lord has given to me. Today, I want to look at the practice of using an altar in the church. In most churches you go into, you'll find an altar. Typically, these are raised up on the dais of the church and are usually made of polished wood, although occasionally they are carved from stone. Under the laws of Moses, there was an altar built in the temple for the purpose of the blood and animal sacrifices that were carried out in accordance with the law. These sacrifices were a necessary part of the law to cleanse the people and to receive forgiveness of sins. There were continual burnt offerings as well as special occasion offerings like the Passover and the offerings on the Day of Atonement each year. In addition, all of the pagan religions have altars as part of their worship practices. My purpose here is not to go into detail about the many and various blood and animal sacrifices that were offered on the altar in the temple or in pagan worship systems, but just to show that an altar was a regular part of the ritual sacrifices under the law in Judaism and in other places as well. So the question arises, should the Christian church have an altar? First of all, there is no mention of having or using an altar in the New Covenant, Neither Jesus nor any of the New Testament writers specified any requirement for an altar. Nowhere is an altar even mentioned in the worship practices of the early New Testament church. So immediately this throws up a red flag as to why an altar would appear in the churches of today. If they were not part of the worship practices in the early church, why are they deemed to be part of today's church? it would seem that the practice of having an altar has been carried over from the old testament need for an altar under the law at some point in the history of the church someone deemed it appropriate to have an altar in the church and so it became part of the practice of christian worship now according to the encyclopedia britannica the earliest christians used neither temples nor altars in their worship which was usually conducted in private houses By the 3rd century AD, however, the table on which the Eucharist was celebrated was regarded as an altar. When the Christians began to build churches, a wooden altar table was placed in the choir or in the apse. These altars gradually came to be built of stone, and the remains of martyrs were customarily reburied beneath them. In Western churches from as early as the 4th century AD, the altar was covered by a canopy-like structure, the baldachin which rested on columns placed around the altar. The altar was further ornamented by an altarpiece, a screen or wall behind it covered with paintings or sculptures. And that reference comes from the Encyclopedia Britannica. And you can find that on their website, www.britannica.com topic slash altar. They also state that the altar is meant to be a representation or symbol of Christ in the church. So what we see from this historical information is that there were no altars in the earliest church and they did not appear until several hundred years after the Lord and all of the earliest apostles and disciples had died. The practice of putting an altar into churches was an introduced doctrine that was not part of the first teachings of the church. But why would the altar not be part of the church teachings, especially when you considered it was a big part of Judaism and also part of every other form of worship that existed in those days. The truth of the matter is that in the true Christian doctrine, Christianity does not need an altar to offer sacrifices for sin because Jesus became the perfect sacrifice for sin. He was offered once and for all time when he died for us. His sacrifice was more than sufficient to deal with sin and to take away the sins of mankind once and for all, and so there is no further need for a sin sacrifice. So if there's no longer a sacrifice for sin, why would there be any need for an altar? You only need an altar if you're going to offer sacrifices for sin. But since Jesus did this already and took his holy blood into the heavenly places, we no longer need an altar on earth. And we are told as much in the book of Hebrews. As it says, When he said above, Thou hast neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Lo, I have come to do thy will. He abolishes the first in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, then to wait until his enemies should be made a stool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their misdeeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 8 to 18. First, we see that God has taken no pleasure in sacrifices, offerings, burnt offerings, and sin offerings, and these were all offered according to the law, and all of these offerings were offered on the altar in the temple under the laws of Judaism. But then in verse 9, we are told that when Jesus came to do the will of God, that is, to die for our sins, the old covenant law was abolished in order to establish the new covenant. The New Covenant is so much better than the Old Covenant because it removes our sins and thus removes the need for regular and continual sin offerings. If there is no need to make these offerings any more, then there is no need for the altar upon which the offerings were made. Verse 11 shows us that the priests of the temple under Judaism stood daily offering all of these offerings that could provide a degree of forgiveness of sins, but they could not take away our sins. However, when Christ offered himself as the perfect sacrifice for sin, which he did only once because his blood is far greater than the blood of goats and sheep and bulls, then sin was taken away for all who believe in Jesus Christ and accept his death and resurrection. As verse 14 says, Jesus has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. So there is no longer any need for the sacrifices as we see in verse 18, and thus there is no need for an altar. This is why the early church did not have altars, because they did not need one. They understood how the new covenant worked and how we are set free from sin and set free from the law. They understood that if these things are in place, sin no longer reigns and no sacrifice is needed. Today, most of the church has forgotten these things. They do not accept the fullness of freedom from sin and freedom from law that Jesus gave us when he became the perfect sacrifice for sin. Too many Christians today believe they are still under the law and are still sinners. Even though they say the words that they have been set free from sin and the law, at the same time they still believe they are sinners. They know the words in their head, but they do not understand the power of these words in their hearts. But let's take a hypothetical situation for a moment. Let's suppose that the Christian church did need an altar. What would or should it look like? The altars that are now used in so many churches, apart from not being required anymore, are a profanity in the church. They profane the word of God that speaks about altars because they are not even constructed according to the way God instructed an altar to be built. Let me just reiterate these points. Firstly, we don't need an altar in the Christian church. And secondly, the altars that are in the church today are items of profanity. Let me explain why it is profanity under the law. In the law, the Jews were instructed how to construct an altar. To do it any other way was a profanity to the Lord. There were only two ways and two materials by which an altar was to be built under the law. And it says this in Exodus chapter 20, verses 24 to 26. An altar of earth you shall make for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. And if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stones. For if you wield your tool upon it, you profane it and you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. Exodus 20 verses 24 to 26. In these verses, we see how the Lord God required his altar to be constructed. It had to be either made from a mound of earth, or if made of stone, it had to be a pile of rocks where no tool had been used on the stones. If the stones were worked with tools in any way, then the altar has been profaned and has become a profanity. Why would this be so? Because God did not want altars to be things of grandeur and great beauty where people would worship the workmanship of man rather than the worshipping of God. There is nothing that a man can do to anything of the creation of God to make it more beautiful because God's creation is perfect. So if man modifies or beautifies God's creation in any way, he destroys the work of God to please his own lusts, desires, and passions. If the altar has been worked with tools, it is no longer the altar of God, but is an altar of man, and thus a profanity to God. Now compare these words of God with the altars that we see in churches today. They are often beautiful pieces of stone or woodwork, carved with intricate designs and words. They are usually stained, varnished or polished to a brilliant luster. Those that are made of stone, as described by the Encyclopedia Britannica, are highly sculptured, artistic and worked to be beautiful pieces of art made of finest marble or other stones. Do these sound anything like the acceptable form of an altar as described in the Bible, in the law? No, they do not. In fact, it would appear that the churches that use such altars have completely discarded and disrespected the words of God to create something aesthetically pleasing to the eyes of man, rather than what God described. There is no need for an altar in the Christian church, as discussed already. And just to make it worse, most of the altars we see in churches today are built or placed on a raised dais, or a platform, which is also in opposition to the laws of God. Referring back to the scripture above quoted from Exodus 20 chapter 24 to 26, we see in the last verse that it says, you shall not go up by steps to my altar that your nakedness be not exposed on it. This nakedness is not a physical nakedness, but a spiritual nakedness. It implies a lack of knowledge and insight regarding the things of the Lord as it places a priest above the people. So in summary on this matter, we do not need nor should we have altars in the Christian church. Just as they did not have them from the beginning of the church, we do not need an altar because Jesus Christ became the final and perfect sacrifice for sins and no further sacrifices are required. We have been set free from sin and set free from the law. Furthermore, Those churches that do have altars are ignorant of the words of God regarding altars because they do not even construct them according to the way God instructed altars to be made. This ignorance has been brought about by false teachings brought into the church that came in from around the 3rd or 4th century after Christ died. If we are to have a Christian church established according to the plans and the ways of the Lord, then we should not have an altar in our church. That's all I have for this week. I hope you found it interesting and I hope you'll join me again next week as I'm continuing looking at these aspects of the true church of God. All of the information I'm covering here is contained in my free ebook titled The True Church of God that can be downloaded from the freegiftfromgod.com website. So until next week, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off and hoping you have a blessed week ahead. God bless.